Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. This is the Future Tech Podcast. I'm Alan Thomas. And today I have Joel Phillips with me, co-founder and CEO of Siglo. How you doing, Joel? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks a lot. It's a privilege to be here with you. Oh, no, the, the, you're more than welcome. Uh, let's jump right into it. What is Siglo and what do you guys do? Ah, that's a good question. Um, so Siglo is a blockchain protocol that we are launching um, for digital and financial inclusion. Um, digital meaning getting people more connected and thereby um, allowing them to start participating more in you know, financial transactions and stuff online that many people are still excluded from since they're not connected in a, in a consistent way. Ah, so, so it's kind of a, a bridge to bring more people into the process or into the mix? Yeah, that's exactly right. So, you know, I mean, if you look at the statistics, there's a huge portion of the world that still doesn't have access to Internet. But then you have this other huge portion of the world which is kind of the where we're starting out, although ultimately we want to see everybody connected. Um, but that's people that have connectivity. They usually have a smartphone, usually an Android device. Um, but they live in a part of the world where they use what's called prepaid credit or top-ups. And, you know, I don't know if you, how much you've traveled, but, you know, whenever I travel to a new country, the first thing I do is I go buy a little SIM card through my phone and put it in there. And then I have to top it up at a little store, a little stand, and then I have a couple bucks worth of credit. I burn through it and then I go back for more. Well, 73% of the world, that's how they connect on their, on their mobile devices. The end result being that they have a very inconsistent connectivity. They turn their phone, their data off a lot of times. So they don't burn through it. Um, or, you know, they simply just don't have any money to the next pay period. So they have a period of time that they're unconnected. Um, and then because of that, they're really not participating um, in the digital economy the way that I'm sure that me and you do and everything that we do is, is, is based on that. Um, so what we do is we get people more connected. It's a blockchain protocol has a token involved that users can earn and then they can use to purchase more connectivity on their phones. So, um, so that's what that's what Sigla is all about. So, what you guys are doing are basically setting it up to where these folks can have continuous participation then with their with their devices. That's right. And what we've done, and we actually um, we ran a pilot with an experimental app in Latin America the last couple of years, kind of testing out this model. But the ba- the idea is this: it's pretty simple. Is that look, everybody they may not have a consistent connectivity on their phone, but they do have something that's valuable. And that is their data, that's their opinions, that's information that they're willing to share, um, the non-private information, I should add. Um, and that has a lot of value to a lot of people, brands in particular and other entities that are willing to pay for that, um, actually. And actually, can we get a little bit more detail about the token that you mentioned and how, and how to earn it and that kind of thing? Right. So what we do is, is um, users... So what, so what we do is users have this, this data, this, these opinions, these things that have value to them, and we monetize that for them on their behalf um, with brands and other entities that are willing to pay for it, and we pay them in this token, this Siglo token. 
And that signal token then can be used to in exchange for um, airtime top-ups connectivity with any of the mobile operators um, in the markets where we're, where, where we're running. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it does sound uh, like pretty useful too. Again, it's something that, you know, in the U.S. and, you know, Western Europe is it's kind of a foreign concept, but it's the reality for the majority of the world that live from top up to pop, top up, I like to say. Literally, it's, you know, I'm going to the corner store. No, I ran out. I have a little bit more. And we're saying, look, monetize this. Actually, the New York Times did this piece this a few months ago, and they found that in the U.S., the average person's data is worth like $1,000 per year. And that's, that's amazing. And obviously, that's, that varies from market to market. In emerging markets, which is kind of where we're focused, um, that's a less, but it's still considerable. It's still significant. And the premise of Siglo is, well, if we can monetize that, but not keep it all for ourselves, like Facebook or Google tend to do, but actually pass that back to the user in the form of something super tangible and useful, like more connectivity, then boom, we have a, a win-win situation. Okay. And so let's talk a little bit about your, your background and how you came to, to help found the company. Like, were you already in the tech space or, or is this a new position for you or? Yeah, I've been, um, I've been in the tech space for quite a while now. Um, I've done a number, a couple of different um, startups lately with my brother, um, my younger brother. Um, this is actually the second one that we've done seriously together where we've actually, you know, gone out, raised money, built a product. Um, but I guess, you know, the way that I grew up, um, you know, we traveled a lot. Um, my dad actually was a minister, so it was always about doing good and, you know, making the world a better place. So I think that, you know, I'm not that religious of a person now, but still that kind of, um, that kind of thing was ingrained inside of me that, look, I want to make, I want to, whatever I do, I want it to have a good social end. I want to actually use it to make the world better. So combine that with my tech side and my you know, innovation and how can we do things to make the world better. So that's kind of, I was actually living in New York with my brother Isaac uh, a couple of years ago when this idea came about. It was just kind of like, wow, you know, there's a way that we could put this massive amount, you know, brands are supposed to spend $20 billion in 2020 on um, advertising, uh, mobile, digital, most of that. So, wow, if we could put a significant part of that to use and get people more connected, wow, that would be huge. So, you know, we, we, we did a, we were in a pilot in Mexico a couple of years ago. We changed some things. We learned a lot because obviously what we had in mind at the beginning wasn't what it ended up being. Um, and we scaled that up um, after we rebuilt it and launched it. We had about a, over 1 point, I think about 1.2 million downloads on this kind of first app that we launched that kind of tried out the model. But then we realized, wow, there's something even bigger than that here. We really need to build out this kind of protocol, which is a way that kind of democratizes, you know, the earnings of the internet, so to speak, and then gives us a way we can give it back to people, more connectivity. Okay. And, and for these folks, let's say when they, uh, for the, let's say for these folks in these other areas, or if you're a frequent traveler and you're wanting to use this, what's the starting process like for them to, to get started with Siglo? Well, so Siglo is a protocol, which, which means that any app will be able to build on top of it um, and kind of integrate this model into what they're already doing. Um, now, we built this app called Piggy, that we, which is kind of the predecessor to Siglo um, that I mentioned has like over a million users. So that will kind of be one of the first apps to use it, but we'll, we'll ultimately open it up and allow anyone to build on it. Um, so any app that uses it, there's a couple things. One is that 
you know, nowadays when you download an app, you have to register, you know, usually with Facebook, they take some data, they store it on their own servers, they monetize it on your behalf. You don't see a penny of that. Well, apps that use Siglo, when you log in, um, basically it'll be a smart contract on the blockchain that says, no, you as a user own your data and you as a user have the right to share it with whoever you want if, and when you want to. And you have the right to monetize it. And if you do monetize it, you have the right, of course, to receive that. So it's kind of a new, a new way of doing things um, that I personally think is going to kind of take over the internet and be the new direction the internet takes. Um, but then once you start using an app that has Siglo involved, you might see an ad. You might be asked to take a survey um, if you wish to. You might, there might be some other kind of micro task that is offered to you. And by doing it and by sharing your opinion or whatever happens to be, you can earn this, you know, Siglo token that has the value that you can, um, again, you can exchange it for airtime. Or as a cryptocurrency, you could also exchange it on a, any other third-party exchange, theoretically, in the future, too, and, and kind of participate in the whole crypto, crypto economy. Okay, so I, I definitely see what you mean by something that could really just take over the Internet, because I, you, could, you could definitely picture the public kind of falling in love with being able to actually control their own data and use it for their own purposes. Yeah. Well, personally, I think the internet, as we know it, is, is extremely broken. It, it's become, I think it was very well intended. You know, if you look at internet 1.0, you know, it's all about, you know, a web page. Um, but then internet 2.0 came along and it was all about the data behind it and cookies and how they could monetize people's data and their behavior. But now, you know, more and more over time, the earnings behind that became more and more centralized. And like, you know, Google and, and Facebook, between the two of those, they take home like, well, I shouldn't say it's just a specific number, but because I, I forget the exact statistics, but it's the lion's share of all the revenue that's generated by the internet. And I think that that's problematic. Anytime that you have that kind of control so centralized, that's problematic. And as we've seen in recent months with Facebook and Cambridge Analytica, you know, we see what can happen with that data and that that can be shared with other people. We could never have, might never have any idea of, of who it's shared with. Um, but again, they're, they're keeping all that revenue. At the end of the day, your data is your kind of personal property. You know, sure, you should be able to monetize that. But if you do, you should have a right to that. So I think that even in the last few months, I've really seen kind of a paradigm shift in the minds of, of, of many people. And they're starting to think about this for the first time. And they're, and they're starting to realize that, wow, maybe there's a better way the internet could work. So yeah, you can share data. But again, that, that revenue would come to you as an individual if you wanted to monetize it. And if you don't want to monetize it, you have that option too. But you really have the control of how that, how that works. So I really think that that's going to be kind of internet 3.0, um, the future of, of where this is all going. And, and I've definitely heard uh, of that type of idea before too. I, I think, and I can't remember who coined it, but somebody else I was talking to uh, said the phrase that data is the new oil. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, they kind of they were saying that too, and in in develop and so in developing the token and developing the, the the service itself, what what kind of challenges did you guys encounter early on in putting all this together? Um, well, you know, so we were, like I mentioned earlier, we were living in New York, um, which is a great city, but when we had the idea for what has kind of evolved over the last couple of years into Figlo, it we realized that wow, this is really this could be huge. But we need to start in emerging markets because that's where we're going to be able to make the most difference. And there's something super tangible that we can do with the monetization behind this. We can actually give people airtime. 
but we knew that we wouldn't be able to build it from there very efficiently, um, that we needed to really get on the ground in an emerging market, um, really learn, okay, well, what do people really want? Because we might have an idea of what we think they want. And on the other hand, the brands, you know, we had this idea that brands could be kind of come the internet sponsors, but that was just an idea. And we needed to really get on the ground and talk to brands, um, everything from, you know, huge global brands to little mom and pop stores and really kind of understand the, the details of what was needed. So we both, my brother and I decided to move to Mexico City um, about three years ago now um, to begin building this out. So that was it was a huge challenge at first and just doing business in a different culture in the emerging market has, has its share of challenges, but it's also super rewarding and it's been a lot of fun, learned a ton. And I think, especially as it, you know, referring to this product, we, we've learned a lot and really been able to dial it in into a model that we think is now extremely scalable across, you know, a large part of the world. But so I think that that, you know, whenever you innovate and have a startup and emerging market, it's always more challenging too, as far as, you know, well, how do you raise money? And, you know, it's, 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 you can't really show up in Silicon Valley and, and pitch, or you can, but, and a lot of times they love the idea of it, but eh, where are you based? Yeah, we don't really understand emerging markets. Well, what's, what are top ups again? Oh, that's something that 73% of the world uses. Hmm, I've never heard of it. So it's, it's like a whole different world. So there's, there's a lot of challenges around that. Um, and we learned a lot the hard way and there's been, super difficult moments where we're like, wow, you know, this is, it's working, but we need to raise more money to be able to continue this. And do we give up or do we keep trying to try to make this happen? And there's definitely been some months where we thought considerably about giving up. Um, and we definitely had some advice like, guys, game's over here. You just didn't, you had good effort, but you didn't make it work. But we, we stuck with it. And now um, things are really starting to come together, um, especially with this, with Siglo and, and what we're doing with that. And so do you think that there uh, are maybe indicators that the Silicon Valley folks would would actually start to pay attention to these emerging markets over the next few years? Or do you think the circle might just stay closed? Well, it's interesting that in the blockchain world, I think most experts believe that, you know, there's something huge about the implications of blockchains and its application to almost every vertical. Um, now, it's important that we separate that from crypto and, and the cryptocurrencies because that's, I'm not real sure what's going to happen on that end, but the technology underneath of that blockchain, which is kind of just, you know, decentralized ledgers and a way of, um, you know, kind of a trustless way of, of eliminating the third parties that often get corrupted over time. Um, so I think most experts believe that blockchain is going to be huge in the future. But it's interesting that that's not as centralized in Silicon Valley as, you know, technology traditionally has been. And there's also a considerable amount of people like myself that are actually U.S. citizens who have actually moved to other places to innovate. And a lot of it has to do with regulations in the U.S., with blockchain and crypto. But they're realizing that, wow, you know, in the past, people immigrated to the U.S., to innovate and to build startups. Now we're kind of seeing this reverse trend where people are actually leaving the U.S. to build out their their blockchain startups. So I don't know. I think it's an interesting trend. Um, as an American, it also is a little bit sad that we might miss the the train on this one, uh, but maybe that will change. Uh, but I definitely do believe that the trend is becoming a little less centralized in, in those traditional areas like Silicon Valley. Yeah, that, that definitely seems like something that needs to happen. You know, that's, that's kind of what... Yeah, and good things can come out of that, for sure. Absolutely. 
And so we, we've talked about a couple of the challenges early on, but I'm sure you also have a couple of big wins or achievements that come to mind with, with Siglo so far as well. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, just the fact that we we're still here is an achievement. <laughs> and I, if I went into the whole story, you would see why, but it's definitely been a, um, a difficult road at times, but super fulfilling. But I think of about a year ago, a little over a year ago, we were going through kind of our user base and, you know, our users earned even at that time in kind of the, the predecessor app called Piggy, users earned a token that they could exchange, right? At that point, it was off chain, but still the, the same concept there. But we started going through some of the balances and we were doing these queries on our database just to see like who has the most um, coins accumulated. And we started finding a few people and I'm thinking of one in particular, his name was Antonio. And he had several million um, coins accumulating. We're like, wow, there must, you know, there must be a problem here. You know, maybe he's hacked the system somehow. What's going on? And we we contacted him. We started talking to him. We realized, no, it's it's extremely legitimate. He's uh he started a, a YouTube channel, um, talking about Piggy and about how users could could download the app. And he had his referral code there because we had to have a an organic referral code built into the the application. And he had, you know, hundreds of thousands of views and therefore hundreds of thousands of people downloading the app with his referral code. And he had accumulated, you know, millions of coins. So we call him our, our piggy millionaire. Um, <laughs> but we, we actually decided to take a trip. Um, and it was actually my brother who did it to a little town in Mexico um, where he lived because um, we wanted to interview him. We wanted to really kind of, wow, here's a real live example of somebody who perhaps we've, we've had an impact on his life. Um, do what we built. And, you know, we, we came out, we hired a photographer and his, his dad um, had, he was, he was not yet 18. So his dad had to sign um, like the release to take his picture, but he had to read it to his dad because his dad didn't know how to read. And, you know, we started talking to him about his life and, you know, he talked about how, you know, now he's sending, he's, he's paying for the phones of his entire family, that they're way more connected. Um, he was able to sell some of his coins for movie tickets, which was another thing that we had offered. And he's like, wow, these are things that we'd never done before, but now, you know, now, now we can. So I think that was kind of this wake up call for me that it was like, wow, we really are making a difference. You know, sometimes we're so involved in the product and, and you know, building a business that scales. And, um, but from the beginning in the DNA of what we're doing, it had this social the social aspect of getting people more connected. So it's, it's seeing cases like that that really make it tangible and, and rewarding. Yeah, that's that's and that's an ex, that's an amazing example of real world effects of of how much good you can do. Yeah, yeah. To date, um, in the predecessors to Siglo, we've given out probably about six hundred thousand U.S. dollars worth of of additional connectivity to users that have earned it again through their interactions. Um, but it's, it's a pretty yeah, and maybe in some circles that's not a, a large number, um, but for us in the emerging market, we think it's we think it's pretty pretty amazing. And and, I, and you spoke earlier too about uh, being able to build all kinds of of, of apps and being and, and on top of it. But during the development phase, was there anything that came to, comes to mind where maybe somebody came up with a particular feature or wish that they wanted for it, and and maybe you had to say, well maybe in the next phase or the next version, but that might be too much right out of the gate. Sure. No, and that's actually, actually my last startup. I think part of the, one of the mistakes we made, and I think we built a great product. We had some great investors. Um, 
but one of the big mistakes that we made was we tried to build all the features in. You know, we did, we did, you know, we talked to potential users. We asked them about like, okay, what would you like to see? And then we said, okay, well, let's build it all. Let's build this amazing app. <laughs> and I think that was our biggest mistake because users downloaded an app that was complicated, had all these bells and whistles. They didn't know where to start. And then, you know, they, they let, you know, they deleted the app pretty quickly because they couldn't get it. Um, so we're, we've constantly had to tell ourselves like, no, 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 let's just stick to this super basic functionality. Yeah, that's a great idea, but maybe, you know, let's wait a little longer until we really have, have a solid user base before we're building that in. Um, for example, a lot of our users have asked, like, we want to be able to transfer our balances between each other. So I want to be able to like send my aunt, you know, a thousand coins that she can use to, you know, um, get more connectivity on her phone. And we've, we almost released that a couple of times and then we pulled back and realized that, no, we're not quite at the place where we're ready for, to do that. Um, and then we also started realizing that, um, that we need to build this out as the kind of the rails behind what we had built the protocol, which is Siglo. And that's where a lot of these additional functionality will, will start to come in. But for sure, that's one of the hardest things, at least for me, is I'm, a, I'm a product person. So it's hard to, hard to say no to all these great ideas. And, and for the company itself, what, what does the roadmap look like for you guys the next 12 to 24 months? Ooh, that's a long time. A lot of things. <laughs> um, even, even in the next couple of months. So we're, we're releasing a, um, the initial beta of a Siglo app, which is basically an app that will have you know, the user's wallet. Um, they'll be able to see um, their user profile and be able to create that profile, first of all, but then be able to manage it and say, okay, I'm going to allow this app to use access my data, uh, but not this one because I don't really trust that. And a his historical view of, of all the times that your data was monetized, what you received for it. So it's all that kind of um, thing. It's going to be a, ba a simple app, but the first version of it to really kind of show um, people, especially investors that want to get involved in this, um, you know, how it's going to work. Um, so working on that, we're working on an initial version of this whole infrastructure where, again, where I talked about earlier, where your data is actually yours. Um, you have the keys to it, but you also give rights to certain apps to be able to monetize that on your behalf. Um, so we're working on that, which is no small, small project. Um, but then as we look out over the next, you know, 12, 18 months, it's all about opening it up and getting a community of developers involved and building their own um, models on top of this. And we've already been talking to um, talking to a gaming platform um, with about a half a million users based mainly Latin America, and they want to <clears throat> want to build this into what they have already. Um, we've been talking to actually a healthcare app, healthcare access app that hasn't quite launched yet, but they're they're talking to us about how they could use the Siglo to kind of run transactions in the background and get their users more connected. So it's all about getting that developer community around it and getting people to build this into what, whatever they have. Because we built, we built a model out with this app that we built called Piggy, but it's one model and it's in a couple of markets. But we realized that the real way to, to scale this is, again, let's, let's build the rails out and then let anybody use it because there's a whole bunch of different models that can be built around this. So that's, that's really what the next, you know, the roadmap for the foreseeable future looks like. Great. And, and what's the best way for everyone to get in contact with the company and, and get in contact with you and, and just to get involved? Um, sure. Well, I mean, definitely if you're on Telegram, you can look up Siglo. 
Um, we have a channel there. Um, our website, siglo.com. Um, we're putting up more information on a daily basis there. Um, there's also the ways to contact us. Um, you can also look for me on, on, on Telegram or email. I'm joel at siglo.com, or you can find me at joelwp on Telegram. And um, But yeah, I'd love to talk with people. I love to hear feedback. I love to get ideas. Um, yeah, I'd love to have that kind of conversation with people. Okay, great. And uh, Joel, I just want to thank you for coming on and, and, and spending some time with us and letting us know all about Siglo. No, it's been a privilege. And, and I apologize. I'm in Mexico City today and I can hear some background street noise, like musicians and stuff playing. Hopefully it wasn't, a, it wasn't very audible on this podcast. Oh, no, it just adds a little extra flavor. We always welcome that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Next time I'll pay him. I'm like, hey, just stand outside the window. I keep playing. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. You've been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.